Maloni Hafaday. I'm Tale Anderson. Welcome to Champions of the Pacific, our focus on the Pacifica athlete. Talofalava, I'm Korovaka Uta. Today, a Pacific footballer comes out a professional career in the Middle East, here from a rising rugby league star from a talented sporting family, and a former All Black has returned to the school where it all began. Now, one of the Pacific's most well-known professional footballers is Fiji's Roy Krishna, but one of his female counterparts is making moves which could see her being a household name on the professional stage. 19-year-old Trina Davis is the first woman from Fiji to sign a football contract, now playing in Israel for Tel Aviv University SC. The US-born Fiji international is used to raising eyebrows, making her international debut as a 16-year-old. She talked to our producer, Vinnie Wiley, about her journey to being a full-time pro. He called me and said, hey, like there's a team in Tel Aviv, Israel, that wants you. Um, they've seen your clips. They've seen who you are. They want, they're interested. They want to sign you and like go this week. And I was like, well, that's really fast. Like I've never like really packed up my stuff and left like that. But I think it was just like COVID happened all last year. I wasn't doing anything but working and working out. So I was like, this is like an opportunity I want to take. I want to play soccer again. And if it's pro, like, I'm 19 years old and I get this opportunity, I was like, I can't pass it up. So prior to heading over to Israel, packing all your bags and uh, to the other side of the world, when, when was the last time you were able to be playing regularly? I played the day before my surgery, which was January 14, I think 2019. That was the last club game I had. So actually the first game I've ever played was here back in Tel Aviv, my first one, the second day I got here, so... It was exciting. Like, I think that was also, I obviously, like, I was nervous. Like, it was my first game I'm starting. This is my first game back from ever tearing my ACL. Like, say if I do a little movement, I might might get hurt. But it was just, like, I, my mindset was, like, right. I just, like, okay, like, you're back playing again. Like, feel your normal self. So it's just what I had to do. I was, like, I think my mindset was my most important, like, factor in everything I've, I've done. Because obviously when I went, when I did tear my ACL, I was playing soccer every day for eight years nonstop. I played on like four or five different teams at a time. And then I had to stop for two years straight. So obviously going from doing something every single day to nothing, like it's really a big toll on you. Like Playing professionally now in this Israeli Women's National League, how, how have you found the standard compared to what you've played before? Oh, definitely way better. It's uh, more... More people want to actually be here. They want to win. Everyone's playing for something. So that's important because like on my other club teams, it's like, oh, like practice again or like ugh, another game. But then here everyone's like, okay, it's another game. Like we have to win this. Like we have to play our best. Uh, so that was, that's what I was super happy coming into. Everyone was more technical, uh, fast paced. So it, it's more, it's more of where I want to be at, which is way better. So I was excited for that. And everyone's, skill-wise was better than what I expected. So it was a good idea to come, I think, for me. By virtue of going over to Israel, you are, as we seem to understand, the, the first Pacific Island woman to be a professional footballer. Is that something that you were aware of? Is that crazy to think Not about? At all. How does that sort of, how do you make sense of that in your mind? When um, I found out, I didn't want to post about it because who knows, because COVID, say if I got here, I could have got sent back home because I wasn't a citizen or like, who knows what would happen. But I just, I think I, I just was like, okay, maybe I'm going to say it. So I was like, I, this is a good stepping stone in my life. Like I, I'm going pro, like this is exciting. So I posted it on my um, flight to New York. So I had to 
fly from Seattle to New York and then New York to Tel Aviv. And then I got on my plane and then I got off and I, my phone was blew up with messages and they're like, my mom texted me. She's like, you are the first Fijian woman to ever go pro. And I was like, no way. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that. Like that's, that is like the craziest thing I saw. And then I saw FIFA women's world cup gave me a shout out. And I was like, I guess this was like a bigger picture and like bigger accomplishment than I thought of because I, I was just like, okay, this is my first like time back. I'm going to go to play soccer here. And then once I saw the news, I was like, wow, like this is, this is a big thing. And it, it made me feel better because it shows, I know a lot of girls in Fiji, um, I don't think they think they can get out. They think they're kind of there forever. So once they saw like, oh, she's going to play pro like we can. Fijian football pro Trina Davis. And she's an ambitious, ambitious woman, should I say. Uh, she says she wants to take or lead Fiji to the Women's 2023 World Cup. So something to keep an eye on. A year ago, Caitlin Vahakolo had never played rugby league. Now she's a Kiwi Fern international and eyeing a trip to the World Cup in the United Kingdom. While the 20-year-old is achieving dreams on the field, she's also kicking goals off it, advocating for the revitalisation of te reo Māori and mental health. She hopes her journey can encourage youth to believe in themselves. I've never been able to express myself in this way, like how I can with sport. I can let out all of my feelings, whether they're happy, whether they're angry, whether... I'm upset whether I'm in a really good space. This, this, this for me is my outlet. And sport was an outlet for me in high school, but because my mental health was really bad, I wasn't able to properly, I guess, hone my craft when it came to those particular sports. Um, I really struggled with a lot of things mentally and being motivated about my life. And I just gave up on myself constantly. And so I wasn't able to do the things that I really wanted to do in that it kind of just stopped me from believing in myself and so I doubted myself and I ended up making choices that um, weren't the best for me and I had to do the journey, I had to go through the process of healing from that so I so I could, uh, I guess, better myself, when it, not just mentally but within things that, that I enjoy to do, like my sport. I, I have a platform on social media where I like to talk about mental health and especially with our young people. I think that's really important. I'm not a counsellor, I'm not qualified in... And anything when it comes to that but um, I just like to be an ear and I just like to be relatable to young people because there's so much, so many things on social media where they set these standards for not just young people but for people in general and I just want to be someone who not, not I'm not an influencer but just like someone who can say oh that, that's my friend um, and they, they listen and I want to talk about things that that young people feel like they can resonate with so that they don't feel alone I guess my main goal would just be provide a space, especially for Polynesian youth, where it doesn't feel like it's like a clinic, but it's like a, a space for them to just come in and to just be and to just not feel afraid to be vulnerable. Or spaces where they can learn about things when it comes to their goals, they can learn when it comes to sport or music, performing arts, anything. Just a space where they don't feel like there's any expectations, where they don't feel like they're going to be judged, where they don't feel like they have to act a certain way in order to be accepted. I guess my journey with sport, I want it to be an encouragement for any young person because I think that I think any any young person can achieve something great. And I, and if someone like me who was just terrible and oh, who just was so naughty can can get to a place like this, then I genuinely think that so many other young people can. How how are you doing now? I'm great. I'm amazing. <laughs> Some I have my day sometimes. Um, yeah, I think everyone has their day sometimes, but I'm in a much better space and I'm really grateful 
even though even though those times in the past really sucked, it's um, helped me become a much stronger person. And yeah, I'm grateful for for the journey. I'm still learning. I don't I don't I don't say everything the right way. I don't always get things right, but that's definitely something that I that I want in the future for our young people. Um, you've also been learning Te Reo Māori. Tell me, how, how's that going and what's that experience been like for you? Um, I te ratau i harea hau ki te wānanga takiura ki te ako i te reo. Māori nati me i mua o te rawa, kaoreau i tino marama i te ao Māori me te whakaaro Māori hoki. Nā reira he uaua ki a hau ki te marama i, I tōku whakapapa. Um, engari, I harea hau ki reira, i ako a hau i te reo Māori i hoki mai, o i hoki atu a hau ki te wānanga takiura ki te ako e pāna ki te mahi o te tahi kaiako. Um, last year I went to, to as a uni ko te wānanga takiura. I went to learn Māori because before that I didn't really know anything about my culture. I didn't really understand my whakapapa and um, so I went there to go and learn Māori um, and I loved it so much that I, I wanted to come back and I'm so I'm doing a teaching degree now. My biggest goal wasn't to be a teacher, but I just want to help revitalise Te Reo Māori because I think it's really important, especially in Aotearoa. I think it's um, I think it's important for me to know where I come from because that's who I am, that's a part of what makes me me. And I guess even to do with sport, when I go out and play, I'm wearing Māori on me, I'm wearing Tongan culture on me, like that's who I am. Um, and going into kura it's it's so different from the Pākehā world so um, being able to see things from a completely different perspective has been a real privilege for me and if I could honestly I'd, I'd just never speak English again but yeah my culture ultimately makes ultimately forms my identity I just take it everywhere with me like it's just I don't know how to explain it it's just who I am and I want people who maybe don't come from my culture to to learn about it and I definitely carry more of my Māori side because I'm, cause I'm more knowledgeable of it but I definitely want to be fluent in Tongan one day that's definitely one of my goals. Kiwi International, Caitlin Vahakolo. What an impressive young lady and as mentioned there she's got some impressive talented family members as well doesn't she? She does. Her brother, uh, her big brother, the wing of Otago Highlanders, uh, Freedom Vahakolo so he's also you know on the rise as well so two awesome siblings just smashing it out on the park. Former All Black Nemea Tealata is going back to school. Well, sort of. More than two decades after he was a student at Wellington College and two years after hanging up his boots, the retired front rower is being persuaded to help coach his old first 15. Producer Vinnie Wiley joined the 43 Test veteran on the sidelines for a pre-season clash. I left here in 2000, so I promised myself that I wouldn't come back until I had a, had a black jersey, and that was something special. I came back in 2007, presented an all-black jersey to the school, and that was the last time I'd be back. And the next time I promised myself, I said I'd be back at the school if I was to be involved in some way. And so I'm, I'm here and I'm coaching, and it's, it's gone full circles, eh? Over, over, over! They approached me when I first arrived back. I don't know how they got my number, but 
I kept, uh, yeah, I never replied or respond. And um, only because I promised my, my kids that I'd put more time into them after rugby. But then obviously this year um, they were desperate and I thought, yeah, I think it's time. We haven't won a, yet, uh, won a game yet, but um, I feel like we're getting better and better each week. At the end of the day, it's, it's all about us. Like, we don't, I obviously to the boys, I don't care about the results. As long as we can stay in the fight and get better each week, um, then I'm proud of that. We can work on that. I was here in uh, 99 and 2000. This is my first time back in 20 years. What is it like to be here? To be back, oh, yeah. a lot of good memories. Um, yeah, just reminiscing about uh, good old times with my, my friends that I took the field with. What, what do your mates think of you coming back to help out the old first 15? Oh, no, they, they appreciate it, they, they love it. Means that they get an input as well. <laughs> Are you getting plenty of advice? Oh, yes. Yeah, plenty, plenty of texts, uh, messages on, uh, on Facebook. I've been to the top and and sort of everything that I've taught here, everything that you go through here, especially at Wellington College, those same values and principles, the All Blacks, you know, mirror it. So that was something special. What made you go from Parkway to Wellington College? Was that just the, you know, the strongest school you wanted to get noticed, or were you, were you given a backdoor entry sort of thing as it was back in the no, day? Or? No, 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 no. It was. <laughs> I actually got kicked out of Parkway. There was a group of us that, that uh, got separated, and Pity was one of them. Another good friend of mine, David Faumi, who's um, played for the Kiwis. We all went to Parkway College same time. We hung out and. Probably the best thing that ever happened to us was that we got split up and and got told to get out of school. So then um, my mother tried to take me over to St Bernard's and the headmaster there didn't want me. So then my uncle uh, had connected with uh, a few of the boys' fathers from uh, Wellington College and and that's how it started, yeah. Came here, met with uh, Mr Moses and he sort of helped me get in. <laughs> and uh, is history. That's former All Black prop Nimea Tialata. Good to see Vinny head down to his old school, Kuro. Yeah, Nimea was a, a stalwart of the first 15. Vinny was a stalwart of the under 85C team. Woo! <laughs> yeah, go Vinny. If you want to hear more from Champions of the Pacific, you can find us online at rnz.co.nz and click on the Pacific tab. Or we broadcast into the region on RNZ Pacific and RNZ National. Or you can download us from Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. But be sure to tune in next week when we hear from a Fijian spreading the rugby league gospel in Austria. Until then, mō me a. Ka kite.